Hey yo, it's a talk show host, Kana Lassiter. Join me for an episode of Relations, the most lit, lit hour of adult conversation. Hold up, hold up, you know you can't forget about me. It's 51 Spade, Alpha Male G-O-D, one half of Relations. You want to hear the truth? Can you, can you, can you handle the truth? It's where it's at, baby. It's where it's at, baby. What's good? Welcome to an all new episode of Relations. My name is Kana Lassiter. It's your boy Alpha Male G-O-D 51 Spade, a.k.a. the Ninja You Love to Hate. I'm in the building as yeah. always. You know how we do it. We got two exciting topics. The first one is, which one is harder? Moving on, starting over, or letting go? And the second topic is, the longer in the relationship, does the sex get freakier or more common? Two exciting topics tonight. We could really say any, many, miny, mo. Which one do you want to start out with, Alpha Male? It's all on you. Um, let's start with the more serious one first and end with the fun topic tonight. So the more serious topic is, which one is harder? Moving on, starting over, or letting go? For me, hands down, starting over. I hate starting over i think i've proven to myself that the other two things on the list which is moving on and letting go i pretty much think i've come to terms with both of those in my growth starting over though is always a fear as a matter of fact once i move on and let go it takes me a minute to start over and it's because of the fear of getting to know someone from the beginning all the trust issues all the just the suspicion and the doubts and getting past and the awkwardness that really sucks to me i hate starting over which one do you think is harder i mean i think it depends on the individual um i mean i hear a lot of women that often say starting over is is i guess it's hard to do but i think it's it's based on the individual and kind of how things are like i think the approach for men and the approach for women is totally different because what you just said like you're thinking about baggage immediately which is kind of which is kind of funny because i think that's why people uh if they say starting over or moving on or any of those things would be uh a little bit scary but i also think like lit and go is one of those things because it keeps people like trapped in situations they don't really supposed to be in because yeah. you, because often it's like you could be blocking your blessing if you break up with someone but you're still in communication because i don't feel like people necessarily know how to break up with someone it's like you want to break up but still be cool with them and i'm not like one of those those people i mean Nine times out of ten, I say, like, if you break up, just dead it and just leave it alone because you're going to find yourself having, like, repeat actions, tripping and falling in pussy. Like, shit you just need, shit you just shouldn't even be trying to do because you're going to be going through, like, this lonely period. And then you don't want that person to to see anybody else or have anybody else. So it's not, like, you'd be like, all right, am I in a breakup or am I in a situationship so you're not even in a breakup really you're not you haven't even moved on because you just find yourself in a situation before you come to either meeting someone new or they meet someone new 
and then you can finally break up. Right. Um. So it sounds like you have you, your choices. Letting go being probably the worst of the three. But I know you said it boils down to <clears throat> individual. But if yeah. you had to pick one for yourself. Yeah. I, I think it boils down. I think it boils down to an individual. I mean, to me, I haven't been in a lot of a lot of relationships, so I couldn't really say which one is like worse or baddest and that. Like for me, once I've kind of broke up with people, I kind of. It's kind of like a, a situation where I'm like a mean motherfucker, like in a breakup. So I kind of like block people, um, don't text them. And I'm, I'm that type of person that's like out of sight, out of mind. Like when someone is not in my face, I just don't think about them. Like I don't have that type of personality where I'm. I guess where women go through this period or certain people go through this period where they're sobbing over the person or wondering what they're doing or just need curiosity to be like, you know, or uh, especially now, like stalking somebody page. Like, I don't have that type of energy. So I am think I'm more cold in a breakup because I'm ready to move on. And I can dead it like that. And I don't want to run it. I don't really want to be a friend. I don't really want to do that shit. Okay, but that's definitely moving on. That's not letting go. So it does sound like your true answer is letting go. Because starting over doesn't seem to be a problem. And you're certainly showing signs of someone who can move on if you can block, neck, not, not text, not interact. So that's moving on. So, But you did say that at the end of a relationship, you kind of have vindictive ways towards but that I don't have person a once you know that it's over. So I feel like the the letting go would be the harder of the three just based on that. Even though it's not a strong hard, it's still of the three, no. to me seems like the most difficult for you. No, I don't think any of them difficult for me. I'm, that's what I was saying. I'm like, I can move on like fast. Like, like, bitch can't really leave me alone. Like, look at me. Like, this can't really like leave me alone for like long periods of time. Like I tell them that all the time. Like it can't leave me alone. Like I might get scooped up in an hour or so. Like it ain't even gonna be like fuck around. <laughs> like can't do that. And I think that's and I think that's what I'm talking about. Like that's why that's why I say it's individually based. Like I I really feel like it's individually based because like when people find themselves in situationships, they start thinking about, will I find somebody else? That's like my ex, which I feel like is the wrong approach. Just to me. Well, that's where it's the thin line for starting over for me because it's not. I don't have that pressure, but that still falls in the category of start scared to start over that being the most difficult part for me but it's not I've never been the type of person that was doing comparing but I'll blame that on the fact that I never had something that good to compare other people to it yeah, but was you ever, like a you different ever had a dude friend? with a different bag of problems but you ever had so a, it was like you wasn't comparing them two because they both idiots you know what I'm saying but you ever had like friends like I've had friends that when they break up with someone and then like they ex look like the other you, you, like they the person they, they start similar. Yeah, yeah they start having similar like traits you be like you know what i'm saying like if this one got dreads your next girl got dreads they yeah. have like similar shape like some people i think try to make sure they in the same <laughs> but i can't do that i think that i think that's kind of nuts and kind of scary because i don't want someone if i break up with them to even remind me of an ex right Right. I've never really had that issue. To me, the starting over fear came from 
think there's an expectation in the beginning mm. for women. And it's a thin line, for me especially, because I have come off more oftentimes than none as a homegirl. And in most cases, that's how I've intermingled with men. So, during the, the process of getting to know and just talking, you kind of don't want to lose your homegirl edge. Be- and because I think the expectation is, damn, she's really cool. Like, I can, I can hang with her. Like, it ain't all about just, you know, I really just want to smoke with her. I do want to just, I want to go pick your, her up. From your ex? I'm talking about from guys in general oh. that I meet. I don't want to lose the homegirl edge because I don't want to lose the camaraderie. And I love when it's like, hey, man, I was getting ready to ride to Orlando. I just want you to ride with me. It's not, hey, you know, I'm going to come get you and then we're going to, you know, and they end up trying to stay the night. It's that they really want my company and they really want me to ride with them to Orlando or ride with them to Tampa to go handle some shit. And it's in the beginning because of that expectation for me. Now that things are moving into dating status, for me, the fear is now showing them who I am in a relationship. And it's totally different. Once Now, once I'm in a relationship with somebody, I could be the homegirl and the girlfriend with no problem. But in the beginning, I feel like I'm the homegirl and then I have to carefully navigate over the line of, okay, now that ain't, we ain't just homegirl and homeboy no more. Now this is crossing a little line based on where we're moving, what section we're moving into as far as, I hate to say relationship, but as far as us dating or whatever it is that we're doing at that point. Um, So that's why starting over is hard for me. That's the number one thing is just crossing from homegirl into some type of relationship status. But number two is just not knowing who you really are dating. Honestly, I don't feel like you know a person a third 60 days in. I think you know a person even less than a third 60 days into a courtship. And that's scary, especially I think more for women than maybe it is for men. We were, I was watching um, like a comedy series where they do these skits and it was this girl's first time at this guy's house and she was super excited and the guy was like, damn, you ain't never been to nobody's house before? And she went in the bathroom and she called her home girl. She was like, girl, guess where I am? I'm at so-and-so house. And it was a big deal because these are all things that we don't have written down, but in our mental Rolodex, it's like, damn, I got to go to his house. I got to see how he live. You know, do he got roaches? Is the refrigerator clean? You know, does this look like a chick? You know, you um, set, decorated at home. I mean, there are like certain um, uh, bridges you got to cross when you're in a courtship. And that's nerve wracking to me because you don't know what you're going to get. What if you like a guy and you go to his house and he's got roaches? What if you like a guy, you go to a house and it smells awful, he doesn't wash the dishes and the trash is overflown? Mm-hmm. So you just been on a date for this guy for six with this guy for six weeks and he was perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you went to his house and it looks like he hoards. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. I mean, nobody is perfect. Um, secondly, what maybe I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. Minus the roaches. I don't know why you brought that up. <laughs> Because I've seen people's houses, bro. Okay, cool. 
Okay, let's leave the roaches in. Fuck. Yeah, leave the okay. leave the roaches in. Leave the roaches in. So you show up at a guy house, got yeah. roaches there, his trash is overflowing. <laughs> what is your first move? Uh well probably wanna put my purse back in the car because I don't want bugs to crawl into anything that I have. And I know that sounds really weird, but I guess that's something that I learned from like my grandma or I got it from some elder. But the first thing I'm thinking is when you go to someone else's house with bags and things and you set them down, bugs get into there and they lay eggs and you take the bugs back to your house. So my first thing is I left something in the car and I need to go put my shit back in the car because okay. I just need to be nothing in hand, mm -hmm. just me, just in case I got to make a quick move, mm -hmm. step on a roach, whatever. I need to be fully equipped okay. and I don't need nothing in my hand. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is probably knowing me, I'm going to say something. Mm -hmm. Um... My issue is going to be that line that I just got finished discussing. I have OCD and I'm super submissive. So if I've been dating this guy for six weeks and I go to his house and it's mess, my natural instinct is going to be to start picking up and throwing stuff away, wiping down and cleaning up. And to me, that is a toxic trait. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed mm -hmm. to walk into your life mm -hmm. six weeks in and clean your apartment. Now, stop right there. See, that's where I, that's where I was going. I don't think I've ever met a woman that don't start moving shit, cleaning up shit, like not even with, with even without your permission. If I was to give a girl a key, my house would not be the same <laughs> if I was gone and I came back. Like, yeah, if I had dishes in the sink, I'm coming back and they, they put up. I, like, I can't yeah. even find like my nutcracker, you yeah. know what I'm saying, my spatula. <laughs> Like, everything is moved because women just tend to yeah. have this tendency just to start cleaning up. So even if you didn't know him in six weeks or whatever, I think a woman's tendency is always still to clean up and start putting shit the way that they think it should go. Because, like, even when I've been over to, let's just say, like, my cousin is like a bachelor. And if my girl go over there, she's going to be like, well, this house looks like a bachelor. Or my mom might say, well, this house looks like a bachelor's career. Yeah. And a woman, is it's like her first instinct is to not make it look like a bachelor's crib. So they, it's oh, like they, it's I like they. you're putting too it's, much it's, sauce on the whole, we I'm, don't want it to be a bachelor's crib. We just I, don't want it to be I mean, a you fucking focus, I mean, junkyard. I mean, you fuck, you your fo living room should not look like your you're closet. Fo you're focusing on the word, but regardless of the fact, you start moving shit, like I said, <laughs> Where you think it should go. Like, I can't ever find shit. Like, the, men, the, the man start walking around his house and be like, Hey, you see my brush? You see my you see my comb? Like, everything, your bathroom is out of place. Your kitchen is out of place. Like, every woman invades in and then it's just true. start moving shit around. That's why most men have, like, uh, uh, like man caves. And be like, don't go in that room. Yeah. Because I need shit the, the way, way and I, I left it. The way I left it. And I have a big thing with me is, like, that's how I find shit. So I specifically put shit in my house the way I want it, so I know where to find it. And then, like my girl, like she's like the um, like a like a, a like Supergirl. Like you could put something down. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a like a just a blur. It's like I just put it down for a second, and all of a sudden, it's not there no more. And it's just I ain't asked for it to be moved. It's just, it just get moved. And I have to say, just leave that deal. If, you know, but, but for the majority, but but I just think it's a female trait. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing because she's not the only one that has done that. It's been plenty of times a woman come over to your career and they just start moving shit. You know, they naturally clean. 
roaches on the other hand. Super stressful because it's awkward. It's awkward for me. Thankfully, I have a real live fear of roaches. It is real. It came from, does anybody remember the HBO series Creep Show? And there was um, one segment where this guy had this all-white apartment, white gloves, white furniture, and there would happen. He lived in New York City. There happened to be a blackout in New York, and when all them lights went out, the bugs start coming out. The light, uh, what them things? Light sockets. They were coming up out of them. I mean, they literally filled him where he suffocated in roaches and this was happening where you could see them coming out of everywhere and they and this guy had OCD he wore white gloves his house was clean so this freaked me out and by the way I am OCD so I have a real fear so if I did walk into a home with roaches we probably would have to have to leave and I probably would have to have a conversation with him like what's going on like you know, can we afford to do some type of pest control? Because this is going to be a real problem for me. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like for me, because I have a real problem with it, I would be able to have the conversation. But understand, that's an extreme. Mm-hmm. There are things women will walk into and just fix and not say anything because it's awkward. I have to say something because I have a heart attack. Like, literally, if a roach was down here, my body would paralyze. I would not be able to step on it. So imagine <laughs> being so scared that you can't kill the one thing that you're scared of. Mm-hmm. That is what type of fear I have of a bug. Mm-hmm. I cannot even step on it with a boot. You better see some counseling, cause shit, you can't kill no roaches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> least, please tell me you can at least spray them from afar. Okay. I gotta be way you back might, there. You might get away with that, you but know? yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to um, you gotta be able to kill a roach, man. Step on them, <laughs> uh, something. No. But I mean, I, I I mean, I get I get what you're saying in. I agree with that. Like, I don't, but I really don't feel like you're going to know anybody in six months, a year, sometimes two years, three years, because <clears throat> it's time go by. I mean, I think the barrier between dating, moving in, all that shit, it presents like different shit. Like, I, I would often tell someone, even if they was about to get married, like, you better live with that motherfucker for about a year. Before you even decide that shit. Like when I see people that just like get married and then they move directly in, I'll be like, that might not make it. You know what I'm saying? Because it be you find shit about people that they don't put on their resume yep. that's uh annoying about them and then I think each person kinda decides on can they deal with that that angst that they have about their partner. And you like, damn, can I deal with this or can I not deal with this? And I don't ever go into it with like bad thoughts or, or like bad energy, like how you said, like you was you were scared. I wouldn't be be scared because I think everybody have habits and you just kinda gotta get used to their habits. But at the same time, like I feel like women sometimes do what you said, like, you know, they go into it with like negative thoughts or, or negative things when I don't know. I guess it's almost like judging like your new person because you're coming out of it with a with with a bad person. Yeah, I, for me, I think everything you said plays on the fear of starting over. This is why women are fighters for their relationship, even when shit is going bad and they should be moving on. They stay involved. They they stay, and so you end up in a relationship for years 
the worst relationship I've been in lasted 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's a long time. So on the way out, you think about that. And that is, again, to speak to the fear of starting over. You think about, wow, I'm 10 years in, 10 years. I'm getting ready to start day one with this person I don't know, don't know where he lives, don't know what his bad habits are. And unfortunately, I'm not going to know that in a day. I'm not going to know that in three weeks. I'm not going to know that in six weeks. And I kind of have to accept that, hey, it's time to have some fun and not worry about all that. So imagine... Being up in a plane, and I know I'm extreme, but some people have anxiety to this degree. Imagine being suited up, and you're ready. Everything about you, you actually got suited up, you got on the plane, you're excited on the way up. But when it's time to jump out, there's that fear of, you're thinking now of everything in the past. What your kids look like, what your mama face look like, what if. And this is the same feeling you get with a new motherfucker. It, because you're getting ready to jump out of that motherfucking plane. And you might be jumping down or jumping with a motherfucker that's not worthy. And it's not a big deal for men because a woman is a conquest. Well, if it don't work out, at least I got some pussy. I got some new head. It's cool for y'all. For us, it's another motherfucker on your list. That fucking sucks. The list of what? The list of people that you've been with to some degree. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you're going to go there, if you're da- out there dating again, then there's a chance that this person is going to touch you. You're going to kiss him. They're going to find out personal things about you. They're going to be invited in your home. So to me, everything I just mentioned is just as evasive as sex, especially if you got to my house. I, I have felt violated inviting someone into my home that I didn't even get to third base with. I still felt like, fuck, that motherfucker made it to my house. I felt violated because he had no business there. Even though we didn't have sex because I jumped out of the plane. I took a chance and it was the wrong motherfucker. And even though we didn't have sex, just the fact that he was able to say he's been inside my palace, he's been to Kana's house. And you know what? If he can say that, then it don't matter that he didn't fuck me. He could be in a group of people be like, yeah, man, she got a nice crib. He don't got to say shit else after that. So whether he fucked or not, he still made it inside my home and that that I, I don't like that and I didn't sleep with him but it still bugs me just as bad that he was able to chill at my house eat snacks watch a movie cuddle with me and he was not it but I didn't find out till if there, after it was too late it's a weird story <laughs> I mean it's happened more than once I mean I date I don't you know I don't jump to, to third base so that is kind of like first base is making it to my home well first base is we exchange numbers and then second base is okay well come over if we're not going to dinner i am the type of person that i do like to entertain for me it's not about taking me out to dinner or a movie all the time i ha- come over here and have drinks you know see how a person lives because i'm actually mirroring what i want you to do i'm showing you my space you show me your space so this is what I'm doing, is, and to me, that's evasive, mm-hmm. especially if well, you're not qualified to be there. Well, I think, and see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying that I think it's different for different people. Hearing you tell that story, I'm thinking to myself, that didn't happen a lot to me. And the reason it didn't happen a lot to me is because I was very seldomly on somebody else's turf. I was typically always on my turf when it came to women. Um, if 
If I was going over to a woman's turf, I would feel out of place because I don't want to be on on somebody else's turf. I mean, that's just my personal personal thing. Like if it's a situation of just like some smashing and shit like that, I can go do I can do that. But even with that, I still prefer to be on my turf. And if it's the other way around, and I think it might be a power thing with me. It's like I feel like I have more power to kick your ass out. Um, <laughs> Make you leave after I, you like, smash. Like, like, well, like that scenario of what you what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, I found myself in situations and where like the chick is over and we just ain't vibing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I ain't doing what you did. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm just gonna be like, we ain't cuddling. We ain't even do all that shit. Like, look, man. This just ain't working out. Like, what you doing tonight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they gonna get kicked out. Like, I think women a lot of times let bad shit go left. But what did I make go left? I was dating the guy. I was talking to him on the phone, courting him on the phone. So the next step was, and I think we maybe, what did we do? We went somewhere once. And then our next meeting was at my house. Mm. But he hadn't done anything wrong. It was after that that I found out that he was a bum. And I'm now he's calling me now to get back over my house. And I'm like, I'm not even answering. But, that's but now I'm... he knows where I live. So I'm freaking out. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, I don't know what background <laughs> check you did. But I'm just saying that <laughs> background check wasn't thorough to find out <laughs> if the motherfucker's a bum or not. Like, I can tell if a bitch is a bum. Like when you go on to pick them up, you understand what I'm saying? And then I can kind of, and that's because, like I said, I'm on my turf. You know what I'm saying? So I got a three bedroom house, pool, all this type of shit. Like, you know, it's a difference between a bitch walking in a crib and they just, you know, calm and collective and a motherfucker walking in the crib. Like, I can tell that's a bum. Like the way they looking at shit. You know what I'm saying? Like example of that girl was like, oh my god. Yeah, and and, and it's like, God damn, bitch, you never like you never seen a pool before or some shit like that. So it like I can know that immediately. But even before that, I already know where we you know what I'm saying, I already had that situation worked out of where we finna go, what we finna do, the whole nine if it's smash and look, you can't stay the night, finna smash, you finna hit it. Yeah, and, I gotta work oh, in the morning, yeah. I gotta get up early. Or if she finna stay the night or whatever it's in that and nine times out of ten it wasn't like no staying the night of, of of no situation like that. Because like I said, um when you thinking about things like that Especially when you talking about like moving on and it's someone new, that's how I'm vetting them. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm paying very close attention to how they are and just just how they are because like you're not gonna know them personally, but no, you're not. but you can tell of a motherfucker clutchy because clutchiness doesn't take long for it to come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's gonna happen immediately and it's just one of those things. There's certain things that certain people just can't hold, whether you male. Or female, I think some people just look over those signs, or they be missing probably their ex or some shit like that. And that's why I was saying about the comparison and shit like, like that. There's like little things. Like I dated this guy that you know I keep a candy dish, and like I woke up the next. I think he was over at my house. I I went to bed. Mm-hmm. He stayed up. I got up the next morning and like there was no candy in the candy dish. Mm-hmm. Not only was all the candy gone. But all the rappers was like in his lap. Mm-hmm. And see, that's a pro- that's that that's 
That means he sat there and he ate the candy and he let the rappers just fall in his lap and then he fell asleep on my couch. Now let me ask you a question. I'm, did you? Did you? All right. Typically, not show, but typically, most women in your situation call their homegirl. Did you call your homegirl? Yeah, I think I may have did called you, my homegirl. Did, on that. And what did she say? She just laughed. See, that ain't no homegirl. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. It's like, see, something that is not your homegirl. Don't call her no more. Because see, me, I'm here, I'm sitting here listening to it. And even as a co-host, I'm sitting here saying, he fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the very first thing that pops up in my head right now. <laughs> People eat shit and unwrap wrappers and just leave them out the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, only fat people regard that type of shit as not a problem. And then, and not even hiding it. So, I think, and the, the funny thing is, is this person used to be large and he lost a lot of weight. No fucking shit. So. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you can't fool me with that shit. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Like that's, the that's fat kid is gonna come right you. back out. I just told you, if you keep him around long enough, that shit always comes. It always comes back around. But understand the shock in you can't say, "Hey man, you gotta leave, man. You can't yeah. just be eating all my candy." And Why you can't? Right. You can't say that. Why you can't? You just get it. That's the fuck you, you can't. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so I mean, like, no, you can't. How do you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how do, you do, do it without seeming like seeming crazy like yourself or petty? I'm supposed to be crazy because you can't keep rappers in the jar or throw them in the trash. Like, I'm supposed to act like I'm not, like I'm not saying. So we finna pretend like none of this shit is happening. You know what I'm saying? That's, I'm going to address that. That's just one of the things. Like, I I just couldn't live with myself. Like. I just can't live with yourself. Well, I just, I just oh. can't. Like, there's certain things that, like I said, like I feel like flaws and things come out. But you know what? This is my issue, and I'm so glad because I'm, I'm really taking your advice. But I, women, I've said it before. We have been accused of being people who nag and take the smallest things and make them big. So, hear my heart. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. If I make a big deal about, not only did you stay up and play video games all night and never come to bed, but you ate the whole jar of candy. <laughs> you, though you, I, I walked in on you with wrappers in your lap. Um, you got on the same, you understand how all of this now is leading down a yellow brick road of just your nag? Mm -hmm. Because that's what it feels like. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a point. I'm telling you this because now I need you to say, I need a man's feedback because you would be a person that'd be like, bitches just nag, man. Y'all mm -hmm. nag about everything. Mm -hmm. But now I'm giving you a true example of things that I saw mm -hmm. that I looked at as things that you would say I'm a nag about and didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Well, you got two options. Uh, first option is, remember when we were talking earlier and I was like, women tend to clean up shit and, you know, when it's your house and sh move shit out of place and shit like that. Your first option is to clean up all those wrappers <laughs> and throw them away and act like it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? And from doing that, you now are ensuring that that's how your life is going to go. This is who it, you're it, accepting. It, 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 you're going to, like, you're going to find he going to leave his shoes at the door and socks on the floor and shit everywhere and a shirt here and a shirt there and a shirty shirt here everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be that type of shit. <laughs> You gonna find yourself picking up behind him for the rest of your life. Yeah. 
Now, the second option is get to stepping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like you would be nagging if you're not accepting that into your life. You know what I'm saying? You might even wake fats up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he would and, and he would know not to eat whole candy dishes. <laughs> and the other thing that's real disturbing is 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 I mean I hate to bark on this. The other thing that's really disturbing is you saying him playing video games all night oh, and um and then eating up. and eating candies and that. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I'm bringing this up. Not too long ago, on a um, on a podcast, I was it's this uh, it's this trio of women who uh, said that she, uh, she didn't know what all the craze was about um, the PS Five, and she was like, "There's grown men out here that's that's going crazy behind this PS Five, and I don't get it." And she was like, "I feel like gamers." Um, can't be in a good relationship like she was like they they she was like they either can't fuck or they can't they and i don't even know where it was going uh, it was going but a couple of gamers which i knew this was going to happen when she said it saw that podcast and they retaliated and but they made up a good point they was like um one of the guys said that he didn't understand why she was coming off like that but he was like but i do want to say that if these are casual people. Even if you buy, buy like a PS5, which is like $500, they was like, it's equivalent to actually you buying a bag. Now that might be your happiness and what you want to say, but they was like, that bag is gonna be non-existent in either three to six months where the value of that PS5, they're gonna get all the use out of it. But also they was like, but I don't understand how you can say they're not having good sex when most guys only play video games almost like one to two hours. They're not like professional gamers where they're doing like eight hour, 10 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. So for your guy to stay on the game all night and not get no pussy and eat a whole candy dish, <laughs> lets me know he's not a gamer, he's a foodie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just, he didn't even want no pussy. No. So, it, it, it's just one of those things that I, I I get, but his 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 either his shit was out of whack, or I don't know what you did. Or maybe you was mad. Maybe you went to bed. I'm not. But understand, this is. I'm glad that we came back full circle before we move on to the next topic. I said in the beginning that the online understand a person's playing video games in my presence because when we met. It was like, yeah, I like to play. I'm like, okay, I'll watch you play. So the relationship starts off as a courtship where you're watching this guy playing video games. Mm -hmm. And then you got a candy dish. And he's right, he's comfortable eating the candy. And y'all are all having a good time. And before you know it, now you have to cross the line and say, okay, now that we're in a relationship, you need to get up and come fuck me. Mm -hmm. And you need to not be, Damn. to me... Even saying foodie and slob isn't even the right words to describe someone who sits at next to a candy jar and goes back over and over and over again and lets the rappers in their lap. That's a mental issue. Nah, that's a that's foodie. That's meant. That ain't no food. That's, that's a, something else. That's a foodie. 
That's foodie. That's the, I think there's another word for that. I think that? foodie is too basic. <laughs> <laughs> too basic. I think that's mental because I'm I'm trying to make you see the meticulousness of what he's doing. Unwrapping, eating, chewing, the, even the sound and the crunching over and over again. I'm talking about a bowl, a full dish of candy. That's a mental thing. Something is going on up here. But it's not okay to say that until you're somebody's girlfriend. It's not okay to say that until Fuck you understand that. what I'm saying. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> that motherfucker got to go. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I just can't deal. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's switch topics. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. So the next topic is yeah. when you're in a relationship for a long time, does the sex get freakier or does it get more common? Um, for me, it's crazy because it's both. I went through this phase where I'm talking about, I'm like talking to my doctor like, doc, this what happened. I've never felt this before. My vagina is doing things it's never done before. I'm having the time of my life. And then you go through this patch where it's like, okay, this is not how it was. But then you go through another patch where it's like, you in positions now that you said you did never would never like because you couldn't come from that position. Now you can come from that position and you're trying new things. So I feel like a relationship, especially the sex, is a roller coaster ride. I think it has its ups. I think it has its down. I think that it's all related to attitude. I think some of it's related to fear. I think a lot of things really play into whether your sex becomes common or whether it becomes freakier. For me right now, the stage I'm in, my sex has become a lot freakier than it's ever been. But I've also been in a place where I felt like the sex was pretty common because I was having sex the same way with the same person at a particular time where it was like, okay, I need something different. And when you say to yourself, okay, I need to do something different, let's spice it up, then that's you coming out of your brain saying, okay, this is, I'm having common sex. We need to spice it up. That's you responding to the feeling that you, the sex you have is common. So, again, I think for everybody, I could be wrong, that it's a little bit of both. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. It can be. It, it depends on the individuals. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with you and your significant other. You might feel that way. But that might be because you have that that sexual desire to explore. Some people always don't have that. You know, I've I've met a lot of times when guys are talking about, and I'm only now only gonna speak from you know guys that be like why they cheat. It's because their significant other have these um yeah I guess the word is like standards of like what they won't do. What they won't try. And yeah, what they won't do, what they won't try. So it would cause them for their sex life to be born. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you think about it, like if you're trying to catch your guy, very especially when you first dating, you play like this little game of teasing him and trying to entice him and getting him going and getting him over and all that type of shit. Mm -hmm. Now, once you have him is the problem. <laughs> It's like some of that shit I feel a lot of times women kind of get away uh, get away from. And on a guy side, he could probably get away from because you become used to that person. They might have bonnets on now. They might not dress or come to bed 
like they used to. They might not dress up for you. Like some of these things come into play and that's where the sex can get born. And then that becomes where guys would step out because they suggest shit to their significant other. How you just said, like, you know, can we spice it up? And a lot of times women turn that into it's not that important. Like what I have to do this for. Or what I, I've like, I've heard shit like that. Like what, you know, what I have to do this for, or, or I, that, that's, that's, that's not me. And they just instantly block that mm-hmm. like right off. So I don't see how, you know, not everybody, but I could see how the sex could get dull. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you seem like, you know, you would try all, you know what I'm saying? You would try it off. I will, but I'm going to be transparent in the way sex is sometimes for me is I need a nut. I need it. (laughs) Everybody goes into it thinking they're going to have one, but there's a chance that it could be too hot. Um, You moved a certain way and now you, you hurt yourself. You, You know, you have issues or I have a black, I have the worst bladder in the world. I'm getting some good shit and now I got to pee, but it's my my spouse is enjoying it, so I don't want to stop him. So in my head, fuck it, I'm not gonna nut this time because I gotta pee, and he about to nut, so I'm gonna let him finish. And because I have to pee, I'm just not gonna catch a nut, but I'm not gonna stop my spouse. So I am gonna be transparent and say when I'm going through my selfish phase, I don't want to try anything else that I, that is not guaranteed to get me off. When I'm focused or laser focused just on me, or I haven't had sex in a minute. I don't want to take no chance in not nothing. I need to do it the way I know for sure I'm a bust a big one. So I'm just saying that to be transparent. I am willing to try and I am very sexually free. But I have moments where it's just like, hey, I need you to put me on my back and fuck me slow. Because it's guaranteed that it's going to do what it need to do. Guaranteed. Hands down. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to bet on today. Now tomorrow, we could try different shit. I, I got off. So if, if we try something different and it doesn't work, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I need to be selfish. Yeah, but you're willing to try. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about women who refuse to even try. Right. And you do have ones that even they, they start playing this special occasion type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, he only gets head on his birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of shit. And that's, that's unheard of. I can't even that, believe women really do that. I think women, somebody said that in a movie. Women do that. And like women, that's where we got it from. No, no. Women. That's we, crazy. Like, women actually do that. Like, like sometimes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when you ain't sexually free or you don't have your inner hoe, like... <laughs> Like some of them still go by these these standards where they act like they like, and now I'm gonna go from the, the standpoint of married. They'll go from acting like they not married. Like they saving the pussy. For, I don't know what you're saving it for at this point in time. Like you married. Like at this point in time, I should be able to run through it. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Get as get as much uh, pussy coupons as I can and this and that. But you do have women who don't want to do things. Now, there is the other situation of, um, like, for me, I'm in a poly, I'm in a poly lifestyle, and often I get, uh, guys that ask me, like, hey, um, 
I want to get my woman into that. Like, what do what you what do you you know what do you suggest? And I tell them like, that's a difficult thing. One, if you didn't start like that, mm-hmm. because bringing in new shit, like that's a that's a a small thing. What you talking about? About as far as like, uh, hey, let me try some new shit. This and that. Now imagine a guy in this new day and age talking about wanting to bring in another person with his partner. That's a deeper discussion. It's a way different the conversation. And, sure. and some women might be open to it if they are attracted to women. That's going to play a big part of it. If they're not attracted to women, you might find yourself in a situation where you ask for a threesome and then they want a man. Um... <laughs> And it's still a threesome. It is. <laughs> you gotta be fair. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about the word fair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that that's a good thing. And we got a comment coming in. I think I think both in a relationship is good, but I'm having but having sex is good. Um necessarily sure if that's fair if if it's not interchangeable um that's more fair than 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 anything like if if let's just say for instance like if i ask for a threesome in the woman because i've seen this happen before woman says i'll do a threesome but we got to get a guy in first if if the guy want to roll the dice but he has to be honest and say look we bring in a guy cool but we got to bring in a woman that might be that might be straight or they could swing yeah there's you know some what i'm saying and i've sure. seen and i've seen where that went that way from a conversation where they had uh, a conversation about a threesome and then they end up being swingers because they rolled the dice at the same time that means that he had a woman and he had a man it's at the same time and now that's fair <laughs> <laughs> it is now, that's okay. not fair I mean, I guess I'm not into that. So I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm saying if you're into it, but I'm so. but I'm just saying like I would consider that more fair than making a person take turns is what I'm saying. Well, I just think the just on the level of the conversation, if you're bringing up just the topic, I feel like we want to spice things up. Let's bring another woman in, and then the woman rebuttals you and says, oh, "I mean, I could do that, but what about another guy?" Mm-hmm. I think just that alone, whether it ever happens. Just being able to have the conversation is where I'm living at. I think that's the healthiest part. Because there are going to be some things that happen. They might sleep with a woman, bring another woman in years or months before they ever find a guy that it happens with. I don't think those things happen simultaneously, even though they can. I don't think they happen all the time close together like that. So I just give credit to the conversation um, that you're able to have about just hey, we need to spice it up. I want to try a threesome. I know you like women or I know you like like this or that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was just more leaning towards rather than imagining after that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like these things that we're talking about aren't, they're not small things. I don't think anything, unless you said talking basic like I was. Like, hey, let's just do a missionary tonight because I need to, I guarantee I need to come. So that's going to get me off. Let's do it that way. That's small compared to what you're talking about, which is, hey, let's bring in a whole other individual into mm-hmm. our 
partnership or our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two diff- very different. They are, roads. but th- they are, but I think those are conversations, and not just those. A lot of times, just talking about spicing up, just kind of finding out what your, um, you know, what I'm saying like what your partner likes, because nine times out of ten. There, you be in relationships and don't, and people don't be knowing what they partner necessarily like. Like if you ask the woman, "Hey, what kind of porn does your guy watch?" They gonna be speculating and guessing if they don't watch porn with them. So right. you don't even know what type of porn Damn. your guy likes. So how in the fuck can you satisfy me mm-hmm. if you don't even know what the fuck I look like? I had that. I had this conversation with my girl, and I'm like, you know, do you even know what type of porn that I look at? And I think sometimes women don't think about that that type of shit, especially in this this day and age. Like you might have a guy that you know you could probably say if he's flipping through Instagram or Twitter or whatever the case may be, you could look at and say what type of woman he might be attracted to, but what kind of sex he actually like, you might not know because you don't watch like porn and, and and sometimes couples don't watch porn together. And I think I was just going to say I feel like a man definitely would need to take the lead on that. Otherwise, it would feel like something that you covet. So well, I'm going to What you mean mine. the man take the lead on it? Um I very rarely see men invite their women in on stuff like that. Like, babe, look at this. I mean, we ain't gonna show how nasty we our brain exactly. is. <laughs> like, 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 so, like, you understand? yeah, but women, hey, hold on now, hold on. Women don't either, nah. That's what I'm saying. I think we both covet, but I, but I, I only say I want the man to take the lead because I feel like, for me, because I'm more traditional, that porn is more of a man. Thing than it is for a woman, and I could be wrong. For, I'm just saying for me. I think you are. <laughs> I would sneak and watch it, but and I would do it particularly when I'm masturbating. But men don't have to be naked in the bed underneath the cover to watch porn. You can be on the basketball court. You can be in the office. You can be playing the video game at the same time. You can be literally Negative, anywhere. No. I, and you being Superman, but now. I'm nobody watching porn and playing video games at the same time. I'm just Come saying. But what I'm saying is this. I'm saying that men aren't always watching porn to have sex. They're watching porn to just be visually fed. That's it. Me, I'm watching porn because I'm ready to get off. I'm watching it and masturbating at the same time. And that's I'm my not point. fully dressed, just chilling, just watching porn on my phone. And that's my, but that's, but that's my point though. Like, like let's say for instance, like I go to work, and let's just I, I call my girl. You know, hey, what you doing? I just finished masturbating. Instantly, my brain is like, okay, <laughs> you waited till I left. To start masturbating, and what you did, you just told on yourself now. So you got back in bed, cut on porn, and started to rub one out. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, guys ain't doing no shit like that. Like, I could be stuck in traffic and I need that visual feed. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't in the car jacking jacking off. off. And that's the difference. Exactly. So I don't think. (laughs) <laughs> Guys need to take the lead. You know what I'm saying? Because there are some times, like when I hear that, when I hear that, it's kind of similar. I, I and it's crazy. I kind of think of a vibrator and porn is 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 the same thing. Like these are stimulants that y'all use, but we also like don't get to see sometimes. Like I remember, like one of my exes was like she didn't like to use her vibrator in front of me. So you're gonna watch porn. 
without me, and you're going to use your vibrator without me, I'm gone. You get what I'm saying? But then you want me to, to, to open up myself to <laughs> expose myself. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, this my pussy. And I, you telling me I can't even watch it get struck by a vibrator. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it's kind of, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I can't say, like, who should take the lead. But I feel like I shouldn't be having conversations after you bust a nut. But this proves my without, point. Men are more comfortable with it. If you no, can, <laughs> how are you not when you can do it in the middle? You, it could be ten o'clock in the morning. Oh no, no, I was I was talking about I'm not comfortable with you masturbating. Right, without me. exactly. But I'm saying that you're more comfortable with porn in general if you don't have to watch it to have sex. If and you're saying exactly what we do, we covet it. We wait till you leave. We get undressed, get under the cover. That that's all coveting that act. We're not doing it in front of you, and it's because I don't think you've taken the lead to make us feel okay with it. Porn is healthy. We can watch think, porn. I don't together. think we can. I don't really think we can. And you know why? Because I'm gonna go back to what I've been saying numerous, numerous times. Y'all have this thing in y'all mind that. You don't ever want to show your whole side. You know what I'm saying? But like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't want to show me how nasty your mind is. You don't want to show me how nasty you think. <laughs> you know, and you keep these nasty thoughts in your brain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, <laughs> for real. <laughs> but you don't wait until I, hey, baby, I'm about to go to work. Oh, have a nice day at work. <laughs> And then you finna go yeah, on a motherfucking rubber tap, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not there, you know what I'm saying? Men don't do that shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to play the video games, you going to masturbate, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I, I, I would want a rubber tap. I'm done with you. I'm just saying. I want to see some of the rubber tech myself. You know, that's that's all. That's all I'm saying because you have to make woman feel comfortable with that, though. But you do. I, I now, if I'm in bed with my spouse and he's asleep, I will turn up the TV so he don't hear me using my brother. See what I'm saying? That's bullshit. And see, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, not, let me let me let, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. Okay. And just this, and this ain't every man. I'm just not going to just talk about me. There was one time, like, I'm not one of those people who, you know, care about if a woman uses a vibrator or masturbates and that, you know, do would I say something as far as, like, it bothering me? No. Would I say something as far as, like, include me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a problem with saying that. But a lot of times women spend like times kind of like giving you hints like when they want to fuck or they you know what i'm saying and, and women are not like you know what i'm saying like when they in a relationship it's like all of a sudden they cool points just go out the window they start asking for sex in the most weirdest way like you want to have sex tonight like no like you just it's like it's like if i was to ask for some pussy if i was first dating you and was and said that to you that's how it feels back to a guy. <laughs> it's like, you know, you want to have sex tonight? Why in the fuck would you say that to me? No. Like, if you're going to arouse me, you know what I'm saying? Get in lingerie. Get dressed up. Kind of put, don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? Because my mind, then you kind of send it to a different place. You know what I'm saying? Unless you know how to say it. 
uh, in a sexual way that you know because some women do know how to get their man you know what i'm saying so i'm not saying that you can't ask for it like verbally but i'm just saying sometimes women have this habit of asking for it in a corny way and it might turn the, the guy off but i was asleep one time and my woman over there vibrating now i couldn't rem i'm like damn is it is that is that sex that i'm dreaming or is that her and she sound like she was trying to keep it on the hush. But you can't keep no vibrating on the hush. You hear that shit like, you know. But I was like, but I was like, and let me tell you something about guys. Let me tell you something about guys. I said to myself, I was like, once she bust this nut, I could fuck for five minutes. It and can be, matter. and it's not even gonna matter. I'm gonna be straight. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight. So why are you trying to leave me out? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying you can invite me in sometime on the back end. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't gotta do no foreplay. You already heated up the oven, and everything is good. And because she was over there on her own, you know, mission. Able to wake up and just slide on in. Not not that it was like ten minutes or no shit like that, but I it's like I'm not like a morning person, especially like when it comes to sex. So like you know you you wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been able to wake me up and then have foreplay and all this type of shit. So while she was revving up the engine, you know what I'm saying? Now I wake up, car already warmed up. I slide in, then I can bust, hop in the shower and go to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? She, yeah. You can invite me in for shit like that. Don't keep that shit on the hush. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if the longer that you with people, that's the spice that sometimes that men, uh, you know, need. Like you need those little subtle things because that was a turn on for me. Right. But if you trying to keep shit on the hush or this and that, and sometimes you got to learn the person. Like, you know, now I'll send like little shits to my significant others. Like, hey, I was checking this type of porn now. And I might be, this. what do you think about this? Some of it's a little bit nasty, but I just be looking for reactions sometimes. Right, right. Well, that's good. You, have to, you do have to keep it spicy and fine your own way. For me, I think my fear of that is for me. Fear. Yeah, it's for me, it's usually when I masturbate, I've already had sex. And so I feel like my spouse is just going to think I'm greedy. You are, but that is what it's called. But, <laughs> but at, I play but the see, sex over in my head but see, and it that's makes the me thing. more horny. But why, but why is something wrong with being greedy? Because see, this is... But this you is, don't want your spouse to feel like they didn't do enough. It's not that he didn't do enough. It's just that I need, I want more. And you busted a nut, so well, I mean, it's at, only been a couple hours. Well, I'm gonna so say now this. I'm about to I'm masturbate. A, I'm gonna just say this: um, is guys because I, I've, I've there's a difference between women and guys, and this is just just human nature. You know, some guys can bust a nut, get back up, you know, go in for seconds. Some can bust two nuts, go in for thirds. Thirds is pushing it. You know what I'm saying? Like anything past thirds might have some problems going on. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be a pretty sight. You know what I'm saying? But for women, y'all like to get about two, three, four, oh, five, six, night. seven, eight. But that's because you all don't. Night. You don't have a dick. You understand what I'm saying? God didn't equip us with the same 
type of instruments and it just does not work out on both sides so it's not about it's not really about being uh, that I'm gonna look at my woman and be like she greedy because she like uses, damn you just came a couple hours well, ago no, no, well, that's what I'm, what I feel well, like but, I would get but what I'm saying is but you're not begging me for it with an attitude that's when I'm gonna be like okay bitch you being greedy you know what I'm saying like if I fucked <laughs> it, like if I fucked and you still gonna look at me like you know what I'm saying <laughs> Like, you want some more for me? I'm like, God damn, we just fucked for like two hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's fucking greedy to me. Like, okay. if like if I put in full-fledged work, it's two hours later, and you still looking at me, like, I don't care if you go for the vibrator after the fact. If you go for it after the fact, I'm like, cool, I'm finna go to bed, have a good right. night, have a good time, good night. You know what I'm saying? And the curtains is closed, end show. You know and what I'm saying? And that's gonna take us to the tap-in portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so for the tap in, this is gonna be like a a, a real interesting. I, I'd like to hear your side on this. Okay. Um, my boyfriend beat my ass before, like really bad, and I and I forgave him, and I still love him. But I get so scared when he gets mad. Um, but he hasn't done. But he hasn't done it again. And my friends keep telling me to watch out. But I really, really love him. I want to be, and I want to be with him. My question to you guys are: Do people really change after that? Um, I have to say this. I think that things happen in relationships, and I think that at the end of the day, you have to weigh the value in it. I'm not telling anybody to take a black eye. What I'm saying is, a man can you. I think women can make a man mad enough to grab them, put their hands on them. I'm not gonna get into the actual physical violence, but a woman could do something, and a man could be angry enough to put his hands on a woman. If I tell every woman out there that she should leave the first time, then I'm dooming probably every relationship there is out there because there's gonna be a moment. You, in that moment, have to say, is this what he did or is this who he is? That is a valid question. Is it what he did or is it who he is? If the answer is, this is who this person is, leave. You have to go. You have no other choice. He's going to kill you. If it's what he did, then that can be fixed. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of things that you could do. Therapy, um, just a lot of things that you could do. Therapy for yourself, therapy for him individually, therapy for both of you as a couple. Um, it could be linked to some type of substance abuse. There are things that you can do if the relationship is worth it. It has to be absolutely worth it. It's gotta be worth it. And so for me, that's what how I make um, better decisions. I look at the value of something. Is this guy otherwise a good person? Yeah, he did. He have a bad day. Has he? Everything is circumstantial. So I would say the first question you need to ask, just to keep it from being long-winded, is: Is this who this person is, or is it what he did? Because once you get the answer to either or, then the next step would come into play. Um, but I've been in an abusive relationship and I will say it was who he was. It never, ever stopped. And he needed to condition me so that when he did hit me, it became normal. It would, you know, it normal means you get busted in the face and you don't cry. 
because you were told if you cry, then you're going to get it even worse. So you condition yourself to just take the punch. Um, that's not going away. This is who he is, and he's grooming you to take the punch. If it's what he's did, he's not going to be grooming you to take anything. What he's going to be concerned about is how we could not get to this place where this happens. I've actually met a guy that says, hey, yeah, I'm an angry person, and yeah, I will put my hands um, I will put my hands on you. So I'm going to say this. If you do anything that makes me cross that line, the relationship is over. If you do anything to make me cross that line and come out of character and put my hands on you, it's over. And sometimes I think men have to take that stance too. Don't even put yourself in situations. If it, You know what? I've seen men pushed. I've seen men spit on, um, hire, slash, I have been around some mean women who've done some things to some men. So I've seen both sides of it. And sometimes even the men have to just say, okay, yeah, I'm capable of punching this bitch. But because I'm capable and she know I'm capable and she keep pushing that button, then I need to remove myself from the situation. And abuse is both ways. A woman who knows that she could get a man there is also abusive. Don't want to be long-winded, huh? Gotcha. <laughs> um... To answer the question, can people change, I will always answer it like this. Um, things that can be broken can be fixed. If a person is broken, they can be fixed. But also to go from the standpoint of where you going, human beings are human, are human beings. I would piggyback off of you and say you're going to have to find out who the person really is at the end of the day. If a person tell people to do a three right uh uh a three, three rule strike and three, all this three, three strikes um, and you're out yeah all that type of shit it's really about you kind of knowing what's right for yourself you know um if someone was to push me over the edge i do believe like as human beings we make mistakes um people can redeem themselves from mistakes so i would never say hey one thing happened and this right. is going to be a repeated type things if you're if you're listening to your friends your friends sometimes might see something that is that could help you out but they could also be overly paranoid you know sometimes friends don't know what's going on in a relationship they just know the end, end result sometimes they might need to know you to know if you are the type of person that's pushing this person to go over the edge and this is why absolutely you, and, and and this is why you getting your ass beat so many variable variables to the shit that it's not one of those things that's an easy quick fix if you find yourself in that situation and you want to keep that relationship i would say if your fear is that about him doing it again because that is the question you're either going to go to counseling or you're going to dead that relationship if you don't feel like that relationship worth it that's how you would end up in counseling exactly now if you finding yourself in the situation multiple multiple times that's who he is since i she didn't give a, a time span on you know how long ago this happened she just said that it hadn't happened no before and it had happened so i'm thinking if she's writing in it probably happened like you know not that long ago a month ago two months ago whatever the case may be right. so it might still be fresh and it might still be fresh in your mind and if it's still fresh in your mind right now i would keep yourself on guard um and kind of evaluate the situation and talk about the situation definitely you might want to talk to 
talk to him and y'all sit down and see where it go and you could probably see where he's staying. So that is one of those things that I would definitely give. Um, All right, that's been the episode of Relations. My name is Kayla Lassiter. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and IG at Kayla It's your boy, 51 Spade. You can find me on both platforms, Twitter and IG. I want to thank everybody for the channel. Just to let y'all know, we do have a YouTube channel too. Check us out every Friday at 8 p.m.